It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to do a little 2021 stock report with our man over at WalterFootball.com. He is the senior draft analyst there, Mr. Charlie Campbell. Charlie, thanks so much for coming back onto the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Scott. Great to be with you. So let's talk about quarterbacks first. Justin Fields had another fantastic performance against Rutgers. Zach Wilson looked really good against Boise State, a ranked team. So that was the first time that we got a chance to see him against top-notch competition. Trask looked pretty good. Tell me about those guys, where their stock is at, and how we're looking with some of the other quarterbacks. Well, I think you know Fields is holding steady at the top of the draft as the uh, you know, secure number two to Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's possible that some teams, some evaluators might end up preferring him, but I think the overall consensus will stay with Lawrence uh, as the first in the fields as the second. Um, but definitely Zach Wilson has really helped himself this season, you know, watching against Boise State. You saw him, uh, fire some fastballs into tight windows. He was an accurate passer, used his feet to make some plays, had another rushing touchdown. Uh, I think that was his like seventh or eighth rushing score of the season. And like you said, it was good to see him take on a, a ranked team and a team with a little bit more competition to it because unfortunately with this crazy season, BYU had a lot of their top games canceled. So they've had to fill out their schedule with some teams that really aren't top competition. So uh, that Boise State team might be the best one that Wilson sees in the regular season. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully he gets some good draws in the postseason and however that uh, ends up looking this year. But definitely Trask, uh, I would say Wilson is kind of in that early second round par- portion of the draft right now, maybe back half of the first round. Um, I think he's putting himself in the conversation in that range from talking to some team guys. And I think Trask is holding steady in the second round. I think Trask would be a highly rated guy if it weren't for just the lack of mobility. I know a bunch of team evaluators that uh, that's, that's just a big issue with them and the way the NFL is going towards having these dual threat quarterbacks and just a quarterback even that has just some mobility to help the offensive line. Uh, and Trask just is more of a statue back there. He's a thickly built, big pocket passing quarterback. But, man, he can throw some dimes. He was really impressive uh, as a pocket passer against Georgia. I mean, it's one thing for him to destroy old Miss and 
uh, you know, Missouri and uh, who else, you know, Texas A&M. He played well in every game this year. But to do it against Georgia, the throw for almost 500 yards, and he had some big passes dropped in that game too. He would have been over 500 if, if his receivers didn't have some early drops. And Florida fell behind 14 nothing. Uh, he stays cool, brings the team back, and they just rip off a ton of points before halftime and then cruise. So uh, I think that tape is really going to help him in terms of just showing the resilience. And he has great football character. So those are the kind of things that you don't really see on the stat sheet, but that teams do pay attention to. He has football character. He brings his team back in a big game against the rival uh, you know, when they are kind of coming off a bit of a downer from Texas A&M a few weeks before that and the whole COVID situation. So that's going to help Trask uh, just overall. And when it's leading up to the draft and teams are having their meetings with scouting staffs and they discuss him, it's going to help them. So I think he's kind of holding steady in that second round range. If he was a better athlete, had a little bit more mobility, I think he'd be a first round pick. I want to ask you a little something else about Justin Fields, Charlie, because the more I've watched him and the more I've asked around, it sounds to me like if Trevor Lawrence weren't in this draft, he'd be surefire number one, and that a lot of years he would be considered a lock to be the number one pick. He just happens to be in the unfortunate position of being in the same draft as Trevor Lawrence. Is that more or less your understanding as well? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think in an average year, he's he's the surefire number one overall pick. But uh, yeah, it just happens to be that there's another great quarterback in the draft, and so he's the consensus number two. Let's talk a little bit about the wide receivers, because if you get a quarterback, you want to help that quarterback with top flight wide receivers. Jets added Denzel Mims, who's looked pretty good in the limited action. He's only played two games so far but they're going to need to add more wide receivers. Who helped and hurt their stock this past weekend? Well, you know, it was uh, this, over the past few weeks, there, you know, Ty, I think Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, uh, going even going back to that game against Texas, he's showing that pre-injury form, and that's so important for a receiver that's coming off a torn knee ligament, you know, that typically, or not, you know, we've seen as, you know, football media and observers, a lot of players kind of have a year after an injury where they're not quite the same. Uh, some guys come back and they look like nothing ever happened to them, but some guys just don't seem to have that same gas, that same speed and explosiveness coming off the injury but he is definitely showing his pre-injury form. So I think Tylen Wallace is really helping himself against Texas. I think he had like 10 catches for almost 190 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Um, and, you know, the, obviously Oklahoma State lost that game, but Tylen Wallace really helped his team a lot. And so I think he's really helping himself. I think Devontae Smith this season with Alabama – has just been so dominant and so impressive that he's going to definitely go in the first round, even though he is really underweight for the NFL, but he's just a pure football player and scouts just love him because they just love the polished player. He is the route running, the hands, the yards after the catch, the speed, the ability to win 50, 50 balls. He just does everything so well but I think you'll see a team look past the fact that he weighs in the 170s and he's going to go mid to late first round. 
And I think he would be a really dynamite pick for the Jets in that late first-round selection to go with, say, Trevor Lawrence with that first one. Get him a reliable receiver that's ready to come and contribute immediately, that they can grow together uh, and really develop a rapport and, you know, learn how to think together on the field and when they see the same things. And uh, so I, I think that would make a lot of sense for the Jets. I think he'd be a great pick, even though he isn't the biggest uh, receiver. I just think he's such a good football player. We've seen guys overcome being undersized, and I think he'll do it. How about offensive line, Charlie? They're going to have to build on what they put together this year, which means Makai Becton is going to need some reinforcements. Cam Clark might be one of those guys. We'll see as the season progresses if he gets a shot. George Fant might stick around. Connor McGovern will just based on the contract. But even so, he probably won't be here for longer than one more year if he keeps up the way he's playing. So they're going to need to long-term build this line up. Who are some guys that helped and hurt themselves this weekend? Well, I would say... Um, in terms of the uh, inside of the offensive line, what you're, what you're talking there, like early in the second round, a few guys come to mind that have, have played well this, this weekend and this season. Um, Trey Hill, the center from Georgia, and he's massive center. He's like 6'4", 330, so he has, he'll have no issue moving to guard. Um, but I like your centers personally, guys that you could put one-on-one with a defensive tackle and they're not going to get cleaned out. Whereas, you know, some NFL teams go with these smaller centers that need help, you know, when they're going one-on-one. But Trey Hill's that bigger center. He's a guy that can hold hold his anchor when getting bull rushed by a big nose tackle. Uh, He's excellent run blacker, gets a push at the point of attack. And with that flexibility to move to guard, I think that's a really nice player for them early in the second round where you can put him in at guard to start his career and move him to center after he gains some experience. But he's got a lot of experience in the SEC going against top competition, so he might be able to be a plug-and-play starter, kind of like Solomon Kinley, uh, the guard next to him who's having an excellent rookie season for the Dolphins after being a mid-round pick last year. So I think Trey Hill, top of the second round, that'd be a great pick. Give your uh, quarterback as well that kind of center to bond with and build a long-term career with uh, right there in that first draft together. I think that makes a lot of sense. Another guy I would say, Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State, he is a road grader in the ground game, just gets movement at the point of attack, knocks guys off the ball, has some issues in pass protection with speed rushers, can be a little late to react to the speed and stunts and things like that. But that's something that teams can work with. And I think that issue kind of makes him more of a guy that could be there uh, early in the second round as opposed to a first rounder. You know, at that point in the draft, you're not going to get a perfect guy. Everyone's going to have some things they need to work on. Even the top, even the best prospects, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, those guys have things they need to work on for the NFL. Everyone does. So um, they're going to get, they could get a really good offensive lineman there. And then tackle-wise, Walker Little from Stanford might be interesting, but he decided to sit out this season. And last year he only played part of the season opener uh, before he went down with a season-ending injury. And to me, a guy that's basically missed two years of football, that's a little scary 
at the top of the second round. I'd want something a bit safer to me when you're factoring in injury and rust and lack of development and reps and all of that. So uh, I think the Jets got to get these picks right. Obviously, this draft is just critically important to the future of the franchise. So I wouldn't be too risky with those top three picks that they have high in the, say, you know, top 35 or 40 selections. But uh, definitely, I think the Jets have some good offensive line options there on the inside with Hill and Davis. How about running back? The Jets have Frank Gore, who's obviously not going to be here past this year, and LaMichael P. Ryan, who seems like more of a complimentary piece. Any guys they might be able to add in the mid-rounds that could add some speed to that backfield? Well, one back who brings a lot of speed is Kenny Gainwell, the back from Memphis. Unfortunately, we don't get to see him this fall because uh, he's sitting out this season Uh, His situation, I mean, the guy had four people in his family pass away from COVID. So uh, that's just so sad to hear and see that he had to go through that. And uh, you you really feel for the guy um, and understand his decision. But last year, man, was he electric at Memphis. He's just a phenomenal receiver, uh, just explosive player as a threat to rip off a big play on any time he touches the ball has a similar style to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Christian McCaffrey, but just that kind of same smaller speed back style of play, style of runner and receiver, Gainwell fits that. And I think him sitting out this season and being a one-year wonder is going to cause him to slide some in the draft. I know from talking with teams, they said that it's just going to be in – a natural kind of thing where teams are going to be more inclined to guys that have more recent tape. So especially when it's not a top first rounder, you know, like obviously Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell are so good, they'll be fine. But these other guys who've sat out um, and, uh, you know, other guys are playing and giving the NFL teams more recent tape and uh, showing improvement. So I think that could cause Gainwell to slide some, and be a guy that ends up going on day two, maybe the mid rounds. Uh, but he's an electric back, brings a lot of speed to the backfield. Uh, and I also wouldn't, even though he's a bit more in the kind of Derrick Henry uh, school of running back, I think Najee Harris from Alabama has really helped himself this year, just in terms of he's been an excellent blocker for Alabama. His blitz protection has been really impressive for a college back. And that's just such a valuable commodity to have uh, in a college player because most college backs need a ton of work on that. Like, say, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, nice college back, has some speed, could be a good mid-round pick, but uh, his pass protection stinks. So he really needs a lot of work on that for the next level. Harris is so much further in the development. So I think when the importance of your quarterback and for the Jets with Trevor Lawrence, if you're going to give him a young running back, which makes a lot of sense to help run the ball, set up some third and manageables, uh, having a three down back that's also coming into the NFL with a strength of pass protection, that makes a lot of sense to me. So in the second round, if I'm the Jets, I definitely have Najee Harris in play. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. 
Let's shift to the defense, Charlie. Three areas where the Jets are really going to need to upgrade. Inside linebacker, where Avery Williamson has now been shipped off, and they've had a lot of injuries, and we're not entirely sure what they're going to get from C.J. Mosley when he comes back after having missed two full seasons, essentially. Edge rusher is a big one. The Jets have been searching for a dominant one for 15 years, yet to find one. Hopefully this draft will help turn the corner. And then, of course, cornerback, where they have some of the worst corner play in the entire league and desperately need to upgrade there. Who helped and hurt themselves at those positions this weekend? Well, you know, edge rusher, uh, I would, I mean, Brenton Cox from Florida had a nice game. I think he should go back to school and uh, get more well-rounded before going to the NFL. I think uh, if you're talking about linebacker, um, from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Wosukamora. Um, he's undersized, but he would definitely help be a good replacement for Avery Williamson. He could be a second-round pick. I know some in the media have hyped him up as like a Rokon Smith, Devin White kind of linebacker. And from talking to NFL teams, uh, scouts who've been through Notre Dame, they said they weren't grading him that high because he weighs in the 210 to 220 range which is, you know, almost safety size, uh, and it is for a lot of safeties in the NFL. So uh, they have him more on the second round because of that size issue. But he could be a nice second-round player. I think Nick Bolton, Missouri linebacker, could uh, be a guy that would help them on the inside there in day two. Uh, Pass rush-wise, late in the first round, I think in the early going here with the Big Ten starting up, I think the Michigan two ends, Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay, have really played well. Michigan has had a rough start, but those two guys have been really impressive. Pay has shown real improvement in the pass rush. Hayden uh, Hutchinson is a bit more disruptive as opposed to a sack producer, but he's six six three hundred and he gets in the backfield and shows surprising speed and bending ability for a guy that size. So I think late in the first round, either one of them uh, would be nice players to, to consider for the Jets. And Rashad Weaver, the edge rusher from Pitt, he's another guy coming off an injury that's really helped himself showing the pre-injury form and improving his play. And he's helped a teammate, Patrick Jones, off to a really good start. Jones could be a day two guy. He's a bit more slimmer build, uh, could use some more weight and strength for the NFL, but he's been really productive with sacks this year, showing improvement there. Uh, so he could be a day two option for the Jets. So oh, we're starting to see some more pass rushers emerge for this draft class. And I think uh, that's really good to see because that'll just give the Jets some more good options there late in the first round, early in the second. Charlie, full slate of college football games this weekend. And if you want to get in on the action and place a wager, maybe two wagers, maybe three, maybe 10, I'm not judging however many you want to place. Head over to my bookie right now and take advantage of the offer I'm about to describe to you by using the promo code OVERTIME. Use that promo code and you can get your first deposit matched all the way up to 1000 bucks. So if you put in 200 you get 100 matched. All the way up to 1000 which would be 500 that they would match you. It's basically free money if you're going to gamble on these games. You can bet on the full slate of college football games, the full slate of NFL games, boxing, MMA, whatever you want to bet on. It's all over at MyBookie. Just go and use the promo code 
overtime, make your sports viewing experience a profit session with my bookie. And Charlie, this Saturday, when people do bet on the full slate of games, who should they be paying close attention to and what are going to be some of the key matchups? Well, you know, I think that um, if you want to talk about that linebacker, Nick Bolton from Missouri, you can watch him against Georgia this weekend. Alabama LSU is going to be excellent. That's uh, uh, CBS, uh, I think it's 6 p.m. start time. Um, but there'll be some really good matchups in that game, especially wide receiver from LSU, Terrace Marshall, going against some Alabama corners and Patrick Sertan the second and Josh Job, who uh, are really good players. So that'll be fun to see if, if either of those guys are able to shut down Marshall. That would really help them. Uh, and Devontae Smith, the Alabama receiver, he's going to see a dynamite corner on Derek Stingley from LSU, who's not draft eligible this year. He'll be in the 2022 draft. Um, but, you know, as a freshman last year, he was huge in LSU's championship run and one of the best cover corners in the nation as a freshman. So that's another uh, really, obviously, Alabama LSU is one of the generally one of the best games in the year for NFL talent going head to head. So that's a tape that NFL teams are going to be pouring over repeatedly here in the months to come. And then I think late on or later on Saturday in primetime, Wisconsin and Michigan, Michigan, I think it'll be interesting to see how those ends go against the, how they do against the Wisconsin offensive line, the Badgers O line, you know, we all know, has just been a factory for a good running game and quality linemen going to the NFL. They don't have the star power that they've had in recent years of, say, like a first-round offensive tackle, but it's still a solid, tough offensive line that's going to be a really good test for Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay. Uh, so the, that's another one to watch on Saturday night. So fortunately, we're getting, with more games coming back, we're getting some good matchups that are really going to reveal how these prospects are developing. It's already draft season for Jets fans, so you heard Charlie. You know who to pay attention to <laughs> on Saturday when the games come up. Charlie Campbell, Senior Draft Analyst at WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. For anybody that's not checking out your work, what's wrong with you? You should be reading everything Charlie's putting out at WalterFootball.com, but I know you've got a ton of stuff over there. When people visit the website, what are they going to see? Well, we, we have weekly mock drafts going up. The position rankings are getting updated constantly. Uh, I have uh, uh, rumors going up from what I'm hearing from scouts each week. We also, uh, you know, have college previews, of course, and uh, Monday morning draft column where we kind of look at what happened on Sunday, check on the race for the number one pick, match up some players with teams to fill some needs and and spotlight some franchises for where they sit heading into the 2021 draft. And, of course, Walt has his mock uh, that gets updated every week and his picks, and he's doing, doing an amazing job bringing home a lot of money this year uh, in his picks. So we got a ton of coverage there for everyone to check out. And, of course, fantasy football stuff, you know, add, drop, everything else you could need. Everything you could want if you're a football fan is over at WalterFootball.com, so make sure that you check that out. And follow Charlie on Twitter at Draft Campbell. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money. 
but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.